welcome to another episode of the Grassroots Roundtable Podcast, a podcast that is simply a discussion between a couple of local church leaders. Today's topic, we're going to be catching up and talking about cussing. More on that later on. I'm the A-game, Adam Bailey. I'm an elder of Grassroots Church here in Lewisburg, West Virginia, joined again by the main man himself, lead elder of Grassroots Church, Darren Cherry. Welcome back, Darren. It feels good, man. What happened? It feels good. Good. Where were we? Where were we? Where were, I don't know. Where were well, we? First week, I was on vacation. You went to the beach. Second week, you were on vacation. I was on vacation a week, yes. Third week, I was a terrible friend. You stood me up for <laughs> podcast. I was a terrible friend. But it's okay. I was not very nice to you back later. I was like, good. <laughs> I was I was cranky. But you text and ask forgiveness and yeah and you do too and and here we are and welcome back listener yes in all seriousness sorry uh life happens like i said between coming and goings of summer uh between just scheduling conflicts too i mean with you and your family we're we were going to record another saturday but you had family obligations like hey i can't make it i'm like totally get it don't worry about it we'll just wait till next week next week it fell through and i don't know what like four weeks later here we are but we're back we're back we have a new nba champion we do we you and i didn't get milwaukee bucks we didn't and i like the bucks didn't watch a single game but i followed it all of them were pretty closely all of them were great games Giannis antetokounmpo we were right a few years ago we were talking about it we said in the NBA, it's got to be the player that hustles the most. Dude is a legit freak. He is a Greek freak, and I'm happy. I'll, you know, I like Wisconsin anything. <laughs> go, Pat, go. By proxy. You know, praise by association because I like the Packers, so I automatically support the Bucks. <laughs> Were you rooting for the Bucks? Oh, of course. Now, I, I thought they would lose. I texted you. I was like, I want to say Phoenix in five, but, boy, did they – man, they got punched in the mouth. Phoenix won those two games, and everybody was talking sweep, and I think instantly Phoenix thought, we got this. And they just, that, that third game, they relaxed. And then the fourth game, the Bucks, you know, kept, kept coming, and they just never stopped. Like, Phoenix could not regain the momentum. And Giannis Antetokounmpo is like Shaq. Dude, he averaged. Scooting people around. He averaged 35 points a game. Dude, give credit where in credit is due. That, yeah. Way to go, Giannis. Way to go, Milwaukee Bucks. Nice to have a new NBA First champion. time in 50 years they've won a championship. Yeah, it was like, what, 1971? It's 50 years exactly. 50 years exactly. They had uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar mm-hmm. and Oscar Robertson, and they hadn't won since. And so that's pretty cool. I mean, the Suns have never won, but at least it was somebody that hasn't won in 50 years. Like, I was cool with whoever won. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, listener, you're not here. I've gained – I probably gained, like – Actually, I know I've gained about like 10 pounds in the past few months. <laughs> Just working hard. I've had a lot to do with work, too. That's another thing. I've been very, very busy with work, and it's like been comfort eating a little bit too much, even at the beach. So we went to a place outside of Wilmington. Well, it's, it's like 30 minutes north of Wilmington. It's called Big Surf around Topsail area. It's like a nice little beach town island, but every night, instead of making dinner, we just ate at the local restaurant, so local gourmet Tacos, local gourmet hot dogs. Had wings one night. Mm. So, listener, I'm I'm a chubby. I'm a big boy. So you went like 30 minutes north of Wilmington. Uh, just about where we go is like 40 minutes south of Wilmington, <laughs> South Carolina. So it's yeah, just Island. just in North Carolina, but but we're we're not far from the South Carolina. And the same border. holds true. No matter 
where we go on vacation, no matter where I go, what I do, theme park, beach, camping, the best thing about vacation is you appreciate home more. Absolutely. I appreciate my bed. I appreciate my own coffee. I appreciate being able to come and go as I want. appreciate my own river. So it was really nice to be back. It was even nice to go back to work. It's like, hey, missed you guys. But that's what vacation does. You get away, you enjoy, you refresh, and then you head back home. Yeah, and also, update, still having a baby. Baby due date got moved up. Little Blueberry, as we call her. Yep. She, uh, due date was supposed to be the end of August. Having a few issues with Jesse's health right now. So, hey, listener, if I duck out of the podcast real quickly, having a baby probably, we don't know. We, we don't know. situation. Everybody is okay right now, but we're just keeping a watchful eye on Jesse and baby's health. And I feel like so privileged, though, because if you duck out quick or whatever's happening, like I get to drive you there, and it's like, I don't know if you we guys should take the mics this. with us, and it'd be a gift to our listeners. <laughs> on to be the like, road, this is me on the way to. But I don't know if you realize this, and I'm not going to force anything. Just so you know, don't 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 get nervous like that. I'm going to force something. But don't get nervous, boy. Ice my veins. I was <laughs> one of the few people that knew early on, true, that Jesse was pregnant. True, you are OG. the Godfather. OG. I I feel like I've. You've kept me up to date on everything going on, and now I get to drive you there, possibly. I feel like an uncle. <laughs> You're the godfather. <laughs> I was like, this will be a strange plot twist when we find out the baby was yours. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> well, blueberry, cherry, are you suggesting something? I'm kidding. Well, no, I, there's so it, That could go so bad in so many ways because we've been calling Mark and Allie's little one uh, Baby Raspberry. Huh, huh, huh. And so it's like, oh, all the elders' wives are pregnant. Is anybody else pregnant? We have a strawberry out there somewhere. There is another couple in the church expecting, but they haven't made it public yet. Do I know? Do I know? Wait, I think I do. I do know. Sorry, I pantomimed it. Yep. Man. So that's exciting. We need we need to break rank here instead of calling it. Now everybody's on to you. We're naming kids after you, basically, like, you know, Darren Cherry. We got Raspberry. We got Blueberry. You need to have, like, avocado. <laughs> Little <laughs> avocado. <laughs> Just as, I mean, we've still got, we've got Boysenberry. We've got Blackberry. Snozberry. Snozberry. Isn't that from Willy Wonka? It is. Who is a hood of a Snozberry? So. That lickable wallpaper, which is not COVID-friendly. Did you know that? Okay, I heard something random the other day. I was watching the local news, and they were doing Trivia Tuesday. The scene with the chocolate waterfall. In the original? In the original, the Gene Wilder, Willy Wonka. The only one that matters. Way better. The only one that counts. Way better. But do you remember they walked into a room where everything was edible, and there was a chocolate waterfall? Yeah, the kid got... Legit chocolate. That was actual chocolate. Was it really? Yeah, it's like a watered-down version of it, but way to to go the extra mile um, for that. You got to love it. No, I, I really do. Uh, I'm excited for y'all. I know it's been very yeah, It's angsty. been bumpy. Yeah. Like I said, everything but, uh, is good right now, and man, we'll just see how things go. It's the way life works. Yep. You know? And just trusting the Lord, his sovereignty, and his care, and so. And um, any media? Have you watched Loki? Have you? Oh, we finished that. Sh- I haven't watched a single it episode. It was fun. Way I'm, better than, to, okay, listener out there, if you watch all of them, WandaVision was awesome. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier completely bored me. It was good. I would say good. It completely bored me. Loki was a lot of fun. Loki was Loki a was lot fun. of fun. 
Yeah, that seems to be the general part of it. I think people are getting oversaturated with Marvel stuff. We need a big Marvel movie, which won't happen in a long time. And whenever Disney comes out and says, yeah, you're not really going to learn much about the Marvel Cinematic Universe by watching the shows, because we assume not as many people are watching the shows, they're going to watch the movie. So it's like, well, what's... I guess you get a little bit more of a background story. I think the next movie is the next Spider-Man, Far From Home. They already did Far From Home, didn't they? No. Uh, what is it? Was that Homecoming, Far From Home? It has to do with home. I'm coming home. No place like home. I don't know. But it's... The place where I think at the end of this year... Whatever happened to Daltrey? It, it, he went where he should. Um, <laughs> into oblivion. Uh, <laughs> no. Uh, the next Spider-Man, I think Spider-Man comes out at the end of the year, and I think early next year, the one I'm looking forward to is Thor, Love, and Thunder. Oh, yeah, that is right. Yeah. Yeah. So those are coming out. But and then, no, uh, I, I think the the Marvel, I did see a picture the other day, had this book that was like super thick. And it's like the Marvel Universe now. And then it had this little thin book. And it was like the Marvel Universe if Hulk hadn't taken the stairs. <laughs> if Hulk hadn't taken the stairs. Yeah, because they made him, well, he couldn't take the elevator. To the he way, was too big. Yeah, and he goes he, downstairs. And then yeah. you see later on in Endgame. And he drops the Tesseract and. Loki takes it. And I don't like whenever universe... Now you have multiverse. Yep. So it'll happen in one universe, but it's exclusive to that universe, not the other. So nothing... I, That's why I can't wait for Doctor that. Strange, the multiverse of madness. That yeah, one I'm excited about. Even with about. Ant-Man. Ant-Man and Wasp, they're getting another movie. There's a new one coming out, yeah. Yeah, what's it, something like uh, Into the Quantum Minimum. I think it's called Avoid the Fly Swat. Yeah, look out. <laughs> it's an electric fly swatter. Don't go towards the light. <laughs> it's an electric. Yeah. Oh, no, wasp. <laughs> or we're, uh, I'm sorry, I was going to go to the, the super lame joke of like, yeah, the new villain, the exterminator. Exterminator. It's like, don't. Go. Anyway, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drop that right Here's there. what I, we need. We need that series coming out. I think Prime's doing it. The Middle Earth series that they're doing, yeah, I've heard about that, and and I'm I'm a little angsty about it. I'm incredibly angsty about reopening a universe that is closed. But I love that universe, and so I'd love to go back in. That's what, the Hobbit movies. I didn't really like the Hobbit movies, but it took me back to Middle Earth. So I love Middle Earth, love the universe. So love love that. But the the thing is, I've heard them say that they're going to make it rated R. I know, and that's unnecessary. That's not Tolkien's it, intent. Yeah, it's I mean, the I'm Hobbit. Angsty. Yeah, Hobbit was it's a kid, it's a kids, kids books. Book. Yeah, it's I a think kids. That the other, you know, the trilogy. Yeah, kids couldn't read it, but they're totally family friendly. Right. And so I, I'm I'm I hope they don't try to like Game of Thrones, Lord could, of the Rings. Yeah, like I hope they yeah. don't try to like they did with Wolverine. Yeah, oh, Logan. Gosh, I couldn't like, stand that movie. Yeah, I watched it. I. Didn't so hate hard it, to watch. but it's like I don't like seeing Professor X drop F bombs. So and hard stuff. to watch. And Darren, sometimes profanity is just not necessary. It's just not. Is it ever necessary? If you stub your toe late at night and no one is listening, is it sin? Is it? If a tree falls in the woods <laughs> and no one's around to hear it. Well, I will say, when I was setting up today, this table that we're sitting at, this round table, very round. Dropped on my foot. And you said, ouch. And I said, that felt great. 
And so right now, <laughs> as we sit mm, here, my, I deserve that. I feel so awake right now. My foot hurts right now as we sit here. It fell right on top of it. I think I might that have broken it. That explains it. Listener, he's been crying the entire time. <laughs> I, I thought at first he was excited to see me, be back on the podcast, to be with you all, but now I realize it is a mortal wound. It, it, my foot hurts, but but I, I didn't cuss, but cussing is... Have you ever struggled with cussing? Like, cussing to me, just because I was raised like you don't cuss, I, I didn't... I never struggled with it. Like, I'm one of those guys, I think, when people... If people hear me cuss, they're just like, Hey, you you sound pretty dumb. Don't don't do that. Uh, yeah, I didn't have an issue cussing because I grew up very strict. Like we couldn't say geez or golly, gosh. Uh, I mean, we couldn't say anything. And my family was so anti-profanity that even my grandmother had one of the VHS players. Tape player? VHS? Yeah. You know what I'm talking about. What was the official VCR? Name? VCR. VCR. Thank you. Not V. Yeah. VHS is the actual tape, right? Yep. Yeah. I'm <laughs> sorry. Dating myself right there. Millennial. I had a VCR growing up too. What am I what am I on about? You forget about things. But it would whenever you are watching a movie, it would silence a line or a sentence that had profanity in it, and on the bottom a subtitle would come out and replace the word. So it'd be like random silence and on the bottom it said, I'm gonna kick your tail. That was a fancy VCR. It was. It's a, it a Christian VCR. We had a DVD player that did that, and I'm not kidding. There was one time Kelly and I watched a movie, and and it probably 85 percent of the movie was silent because it would <laughs> just it everything. would just go it would just go silent, and but it would it would catch a few words before the cuss word and a few words after and be and be silent. literally like 85% of the movie. I mean my my mom and dad they turned movies off. We rented Perf- the perfect storm, the George Clooney movie once. Yep. Never watched Riddle that. with profanity and they eventually after like 20 minutes turned it off. But no, growing up, I never had an issue with cussing. It just wasn't embedded in me. In high school, I was kind of a part of the gamer nerdy crowd and if you know anything about video game gaming culture, it's like it is super profane. Uh my friends See, we have bad humor, very crass, perverted, dirty humor, and I was the king of that. It's like, how can you out-creative, out-creatively, like, joke pervertedly than the next guy? And, you know, I was still, you know, Christian, still in the church, and the two things I always said, I didn't didn't cuss, didn't drink. So, and, and I'm throwing out all these, like, you dirty didn't jokes. didn't smoke, drink, cuss, or chew, or run around with women nothing, that do. Nothing. I didn't even know any girls. <laughs> And it's not like, you know, there's a lot to do poor, with Glenn Fork Holler. Poor, poor Glenn Fork Holler. Had to entertain ourselves, but no, my friends uh, tended to, like, towards the end of high school, have very bad, like, issues with profanity. I never did. Now, that's not to say every now and then I tried to fit in and say a few words, but it never really felt right. That's what I'm saying. Like, people it's would hear just, you cuss and be natural. like, yeah, that's just weird. And, no, my biggest thing, I, I struggle with improvised words like I, I said it like four times at breakfast went to the wild bean thank you great burrito good coffee but long time long time no taste for real but i say freaking all the time oh, freaking stupid thing you know like under my breath i was like a oh, freaking thing or i say fart instead of the f word <laughs> where i'll be playing a game it's like fart matter i'm of- sorry but if you use that word instead of a cuss word it 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 makes fart. it funny <laughs> yeah yeah, imagine if someone watches me walk through the house, stub my toe, and I go fart. I'm like, wait, what? Did you? Which one calls what? Did you stub your toe so hard? But no, I'm bad for that. Uh, and now I'm kind of in a place. 
again, my, it depends on your audience. We had a podcast. We did a podcast last year about Words Matter because you get online and people are just trashing each other. Oh, gosh. Even Christians. It's like yeah. Christians will get online and just blow up on somebody. And we did a podcast. It's not like the words you say. It's how you're saying, the manner of what you're saying it. And in Ephesians 4, mm. this was really the key Part of what we're talking about. Hit us with that scripture. Um, yeah, Ephesians. What was it? Yeah, Ephesians four. Uh, it says, "Don't let any corrupting talk come out of your mouths." You're supposed to use your words to build others up. And if you're using your speech to slander anybody, any type of word, like if if there was a overweight person, you're like, "What's up, fatty?" It's like, yeah, that's corrupting. That's not building anybody up. Don't say that. And you know, we did a podcast. Like your words matter. What you say means something. Yeah, to the person who they don't use any cuss words, but their heart attitude with the way they talk to people is terrible. And that's wrong. You can't. Yeah, like they're not going to stand before God and him go, wow, your speech was so good. You didn't use cultural cuss words. It was like, wow, your speech was terrible. And that that brings me to another point. It's like there are certain times when I feel like I can get by with certain words. It's like, one, I'm representing Christ. I represent grassroots. Represent myself. Like, know your audience. There are some things I would never say in front of my grandmother that I'll, you know, say in front of Jesse or you because she'd be more offended by things like that. Like, if I were to say she's, which I don't, I've never said geez. It's like she's, she's. I'd be like, don't say that. It's Jesus' name in vain. Um, but depending on the audience, it's like, well, if I were to say, I wasn't allowed to say fart growing up. Oh, uh, we weren't either. What was, about crap? I couldn't say crap. Couldn't say crap. I was pretty old before we were allowed to say the word but. Oh, same here. Well, I actually I don't know about but, dude. But, our our upbringing. What the heck? <laughs> <laughs> what did you got? Okay, so you couldn't say fart. What 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 did you say? What was your substitution word? I can't you remember. Just, you just ignore it, like you're all traveling down the road and no, everyone I, knows that someone break wind, pass gas. Yeah, and it's like, just ignore it like nothing ever happened. Let me tell you, this is this is the situation of my car growing up. Mom, dad had a minivan. Dad's driving. Mom's in the passenger seat. Now, this is going to be bad. This is PG. That is PG. This is stupid. Mom and dad are in the front seats. Me and my younger sister are in the middle seat. My older sister is in the back. And my family was so, like, anti-flagellant. <laughs> Where if someone let that happen in the van there was this intense process of like mom turning around it's like okay somebody did something was it you adam it's like no mother L lydia was it you my younger sister no mother Lindsay, what about you and it's like nope well someone's not telling the truth and then that's usually whenever my sister was looking up on me it's like oh it was adam heard him and it's like no it wasn't it's like adam you can't do that so that's it was, you know it's a fun family game we played <laughs> bet it was dad <laughs> <laughs> but it was small. That's Whoever awesome. wasn't telling him. Anyway, I couldn't say for it. Yeah. He said poot. But I think that's because, again, and, and it's a tendency to, to be this way where we want to honor God and we read things like what you just said, um, or we read, you know, Exodus 20. That talks about, you know, do not use the Lord's name in vain. And so what we do is we create checklists. Like, what does it mean to not use the Lord's name in vain? Oh, well, then you don't say, you know, oh, my God. You don't say Jesus. You don't say GD. You don't say geez because it's, it's the same as saying it, you know, don't say, oh, my gosh, 
because you're getting as close as you can with it. And so we create these checklists, and that's what we determine as as corrupt communication. And it's kind of like you just said, you know, if I don't say certain words, then my communication's not corrupt. Yet I will absolutely, you know, gossip at work, or I'll absolutely gripe at a waiter who's not as good as I think he should be, or you know go off on a manager because I didn't get what I thought I was supposed to, you know, and it's like, you know, it, it's so much bigger than that. The same way, you know, looking at Exodus 20, you know, don't use the Lord's name in vain. We go, well, I, I don't say GD. Or misuse is another way. How so? Some interpretations. Misuse. Did you ever have any friends? Because I knew some folks, and even now, even some adults, like, ah, you can use any word you want, America, except for GD. You can say anything you want, just not that one. It's like, there's so much more to using bad words. Again, I'm not even like picking a specific word. Like I said, there's some things I feel like I can say. Now, I'm, I'm not a sailor mouth. I never, it's, like we talked about, it's not an issue. But there are certain words I can use in certain situations that are a little bit more appropriate than when I'm in front of my grandmother or, you know, behind the pulpit on a Sunday morning. Mark Driscoll probably shouldn't be cussing. You got that reputation of being the cussing pastor. But yeah. There, there's just more to it. And even with the manner which people say, I've, I've seen situations like this where, you know, certain individuals will ask another individual a question and the individual answering the question will kind of scold the person to where it's like, hey, did you do this thing I asked you to do? Well, you asked me to do it. And later on, you'd be like, yeah, that's kind of, are you mad? What do you mean? I just said, well, of course I did it because you asked me to. Yeah. Because in their minds, it's like they heard, it's a very northeastern thing, I think, where it's like, "Well, I answered your question. Why are you on? Why are you upset?" And it's like, "Well, you kind of scolded me there," but it's like the manner in which people say it too. All I'm saying is, be careful, and you have to understand. We got to start here. If you are a if you are a professing Christian, you are representing God, and you're representing the church. So heads up on how you use certain words. But I want want to like try to focus more on this. Take the Lord's name in vain. I think Christians do the same thing. It's like, I can say anything I want as long as I don't say this. It's like, what does this entail exactly? So I'm already going to put forth the thing, even a word, calling someone that's overweight, fatty, That I want to say that's cussing, like in, in its own little, it's slanderous, bad speech, you know, things like that, and how you say certain things, even though you're not using bad words, the way you say them means something. The purpose of your words is to tear somebody else down. You're supposed to build people up. Um, so let's, Darren, talk about taking the Lord's name in vain. And we'll start here. Should we take in God we trust off the American currency? Put you on the spot, Darren. What do you think about that? I, I know this. You go this to the vending machine, you're putting in your Washington, you're going to get some Skittles, and you see it right there. And God we trust. This is where I'm at on that. I don't mind it being there, but I also know the majority of the country doesn't care. Like, they don't trust in God. But I know a lot of people that want to fight to keep it there, want to hang on to the what we call the roots of our nation of we are a Christian nation, um, which there's a lot of Christian principles this nation was founded on, um, but we we are we are not a Christian nation. There's only one Christian nation, and that is the church with Christ as its head. Period. Yeah, the kingdom of God, and and so. If they removed it, I know it would upset a lot of people, and I think it's because it's just 
another thing that's being taken out of public sight that that does remember our Christian roots. Um, but I, I have no problem with it being there personally. Um, just that's that's where I'm at on it. It was a big trend when I was involved with Campus Crusade in my martial days of the names of God. I think there was a book actually written where it kind of fleshed out the meaning behind the different names of God because God in Scripture is referred to as Jehovah, yeah, Yahweh. I think, I think Kelly actually read that book, Emmanuel. and she said it was really good. Do you have a favorite name of God? Is there one name of God that you come across in a lesson or in a podcast? And it's like, whew. I did just recently look more into uh, when when Jesus calls God Abba Father. A lot of people say that's the same as um, him calling him Daddy. That that endear you know. And I actually, Awen says that to um, guy at Rivendell. Oh, what's his name? Who was in Rivendell? Who ran Rivendell? The elf uh, Elrond. Elrond. I was going to yeah, say yeah. She calls him Abba. Well, and and looking into it, understanding more of the. The understanding of like the Greek, I read an article on it. It was like, it's not him saying daddy, uh, but it is an endearing, you know, name of God, but it's very respectful. Um, and so I, I do agree, like, and just this is total side of this one's a freebie, listeners. Um, I remember a guy in when I was in high school, he started off his prayer with, Hey, dad. And I remember we were like, I, I understand God the Father, but please remember, hey, you're, Daddy. you're addressing the sovereign God of the universe. Hey, Daddy, thank you for breathing creation into existence. Yeah, it, Daddy. It, it's, uh, uh, but, but, um, it is an interesting term. I, I, I agree. It's so intimate. I, I, <laughs> yeah, and that's what, when we think about um, his name, um, I, I think one that definitely, I still won't use this term, but people are like, I swear to God that if anything, and it's like in that moment, mm. you are invoking the name of God to your advantage. Because what you're trying to do is convince whoever you're saying. I'm being honest, so much so I'm using God to prove my point. Or you're, you're, you're trying to show how serious you are, how frustrated. Like, I swear to God, if one more, you know, guest, you know, tells me that the government is dictating what I'm supposed to say on this tour, you're, you're, you're trying to show how frustrated you are and how serious you are. You're invoking God's name in a way that his name is not meant to be. I just look him in the eye and say, mind your own business. Think about any question you're asked on a day-to-day basis, on a day-to-day basis and just say, mind your own business. Think about that, listener. Any question you're asked. Think about the most frequently asked question. For a lot of people at work, it is where's the restroom if you deal with the public. Imagine that next time up, somebody like, asks you, "Hey, that, where's the closest bathroom?" Mind hey, your own business. Mind your own business. <laughs> Kidding. They're like, Downstairs. "I'm trying to." Where's the bathroom? Uh, but yeah, so it, it's like you're you're invoking God's name in that moment in a way, um, and and I think by and large most Christians you would talk to would go, "Yeah, yeah, we don't we don't want to use God's." name in that way that we are going to use it to our advantage. And that's why scripture talks about, you know, people will say, you know, I, I, I make this oath, you know, on God. And they're like, don't, you know, don't do that. Like the earth is not yours. It's God's footstool and heaven is not yours. That's God's kingdom. And, you know, don't, 
don't swear by any of these things because you have no control over it anyway. And so we we invoke his name to our pro- progress, to our moving forward and whatever we're Which is idolatry yeah. in a lot of ways. Darren, you had a really good uh, trilogy, if you will, yes. of ways that, according to A.W. Tozer, is it A.W.? J.I. Packer. Packer, darn it, sorry. Died not long ago. Good old Packer died not long ago in, in the presence of the Lord now. but He went on that business trip down to Florida, went on that sales trip, remember? And then he never came back because in the office they... But he shows up again. He does. <laughs> Sorry. He tries Packard. to take over the different the Packer. Yeah, but definitely not the same. <laughs> but you remember, he became a better person. Brought everybody cupcakes. Did they have like laxative in them? Or oh, something? he put all kinds of crazy stuff in them. <laughs> his Kevin was, was like his twelve-step thing. Somebody's like, I'm not going. Oh, uh, Pam was going to find. She was going to throw hers away, and Kevin's like, No, no, I'm going to eat it. She's like, You know what? He's like, It's worth it. <laughs> and he eats it anyway. I was uh, watching a video that had the actor for Kevin Malone. He's very articulate and well-spoken. It's unreal to see him that, to see Kevin, but hear him talk in a certain way. Anyway, sorry, office no, reference. listen, watch the final not. season, listening to him talk. Go back to the first season. He does not talk like that. Yeah, he gets kind of, he, he his the IQ further he goes, goes he, he draws his words out more, and he sounds more childlike in his... I am further Kevin. Yes. And I'm County Mike. Anyway. But if you look at the first season, Packard. he's just like, he's like, hey, hey I'm Kevin, and um, I work in accounting. You know, it's like you could tell he's going to be a, a subdued character. Remember his game, Hateball, that he and Oscar play? <laughs> yeah. They call it Hateball because Angela hates it. Because Angela hates it. <laughs> but no, um, Jab Packer did talk about a lot of people when we look at the command to not use the Lord's name in vain. We would look at that in a lot of ways and go, don't cuss. Don't say GD. Don't say OMG. Don't say, you know, I swear to God, don't use his name like this. But but Packer's trying to take us deeper in what is the 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 grander scheme of like behind what God is portraying in that command of don't use my name. And this is also worth adding. Oftentimes when you read the phrase in Scripture, God's name, it's his nature more than it is just a name. It is his essence, who he is. Because, you know, for me, being Adam, it's like there's more to me than just Adam. Same thing with God. Like whenever it says, you know, his name, this is his nature too. So whenever you approach it's like, if you're considering God's nature, what word's going to use then? Like his essence. But anyway, what you got? Well, and he says, what is forbidden in any use or involvement of God's name that is empty, frivolous, or insincere? He says there's three things. And the first one is irreverence. Okay, he says irreverence. Speaking or thinking of God in a way that insults him by not taking seriously his wisdom and goodness. So what you were just saying, it's not just literally his name that he has made himself known by, okay? It is who he is. We we take that when we use his name to progress us or to express a feeling in a way that we shouldn't, like, it's not just the name. And, and I do want to point out, like, remembering that he himself... 
you know, claiming it, the name above all names. You know, it, it's, it's not just a name. Like when we say God, we are not just referring to another God that's out there. Mm-hmm. We are talking the name above all names. It is Jehovah. You know, we are talking about Christ. We are, when we say the Holy Spirit, it is the name above all names, but it's it's also who he is. So it's like the mindset of what you say. If you were to, whims- in a whimsical way, say, yeah, the weather's nice today. Guess God wanted to be happy. Guess God wanted us to have pleasant weather. It's like anytime you use the name in a way that doesn't have the res- like the, the uh, weight behind it. What about if someone says, thus saith the Lord? Whoo! Is that is that falling under the first one or is that another one? Because well, I'm just sitting here thinking. You see it online, especially during the well, 2020. There were online people used a lot of apocalyptic language, a lot of self-proclaimed prophets. Oh and yeah, and a lot of you know the Lord says it's like okay, you're saying the Lord saying this. That's a lot of weight. You better you better make sure. I think that comes into the third one. Um. And, and what it is here, he calls it promise-keeping. And, and I think that's kind of where we were talking about when somebody goes, listen, I swear to God, I will do this. It, you're using his name to progress you. And I think that thus saith the Lord, you're trying to use his name to promote what you're about to say. And we were talking about before we started recording, we should have certain types of character characters as Christians to where... If we say we're going to do something, people should know we're going to do it. If you're the type of person out there when you say, "Hey, I'll I'll be there at seven o'clock," and everybody's like, "You know, seven o'clock," you know, but you'll sleep in, like, and you're like, "No, I, I swear to God, I'll be there at seven o'clock." And so you need to be the type of person where you can just say, "Yes, I'll be there," and they're like, "They said it. I know his character. They'll be there." Yeah, I'll leave me hanging. You, you, sh- you need to promote that about yourself. Be consistent enough to where when you say yes, it's plain and simple. When you say no, plain and simple. And that, that just goes back to you're trying to use the name above all names. You're trying to use the name of Jehovah, um, of Yahweh, to promote your situation. And and that's why I've always appreciated, you know, Nick and Rain talking with them, uh, coming from more of a charismatic background. Uh, you know, there are a lot uh, in that camp that that claim prophecy. And, and, and Nick and Rain, you know, I sat down with Nick one time. I was like, hey, let's talk this out. What does this mean? Everything. And he himself was like, listen, thus saith the Lord. He said, that's closed. He said, we have the canon of scripture. That is thus saith the Lord. Okay. And that doesn't mean that there's not something that the Lord puts on my heart to encourage you with. Okay. Um, but whatever is said in that way, like if I feel the Lord is in want me to encourage you with something, it had better line up with his word. Mm-hmm. It had better line. And if it doesn't line up with scripture, it's not from God. Okay. And so that's the idea of like the thus saith the Lord. If somebody wants to say, hey, thus saith the Lord, what they're trying to do is like, listen, whatever I'm about to say, you better put on a pedestal. And that's like, no, no, we're not doing that with anything because that's what God's word, God's word is on a pedestal. And I've also heard people say, it's like, I heard, you know, the voice of God. Like last night I was praying and I heard him speak to me. I don't think that, that's not what we're saying. I actually, you know, if you're laying in bed and there's something bothering you, keeping you up at night and you pray about it and suddenly this, you know, you feel calm and at peace and it's like, it'll be okay. It's like, hmm. I've I've experienced that personally in that um, it it was eight years ago and I was at a local church as a youth pastor and God had called us to plant a church and 
we're just we're literally a couple of weeks from going to the church and being like, hey, God's calling us to plant, you know, what what is now grassroots. And and I remember um the pastor got fired. And I went into my prayer room the next day. It was a Monday. I went into my prayer room and I was like, I'm out. I'm not going because I'd been through this with my dad mm-hmm. in Martinsburg at a previous church. I was like, I'm not going through this again. And I remember like I'm going to tell Kelly, like, hey, we're out. Like, I'm not. We'll just plant the church. And in my prayer room that day, as clear as I've ever heard the voice of God, okay, you can interpret that any way you want, but as clear as I've ever heard the voice of God, it, he, he told me, you're staying. Like, you're not going anywhere. And we stayed for another year and helped the church heal, and I learned a lot through that situation. Um, and and then God led us through that church to plant Grassroots Church. And so that's yeah, we're not saying a little bit that. different. No, yeah, we're not saying that. But, but that's you know the idea of I, I think anytime you're going to take God's name and try to use it to elevate what you are wanting to say, um, and and that's why on Sunday mornings, how many times have you seen me like here's the word of God, here's what it's saying, and then I go, okay, hold on, I'm about to step away here for a second. Like I step to the side. Like ninety five percent of the time. I mean, if Nine, it's, if I mean maybe if it's more. That little. I mean, it might be ninety seven percent of the time. I go, you need to hear what I have to say. You step be like, hold on, sidebar, the best chicken sandwich. <laughs> but I will like, I'll step to the side and be like, this is this is not this is the raging Cajun kick. This is coming from Darren. You know, this Kicking is not from the Lord. From Asylum. No, it isn't. Which is back. They brought it back. Well, it's back. Because of popular demand, because of our listeners bugging them. It's back. I got go to, to asylum, go the other day. Go to Asylum, get yourself a kick and chicken sandwich. And I got one. It was nice. awesome. Hey, I went to go to Asylum down here. I've been sending a lot of guests to Grannies and Asi- no, uh, Cooks and Asylum. Cooks is great. I only go there for breakfast. I've never been there for lunch or dinner. If, hey, listener, if you want a good small town cafe, good breakfast, good lunch, uh, check out Cooks. Down our hearts run. Do you know what we need to remember? A lot. That they have a little party room. Ooh, a cook's party room. Granny's party room. We need to, like, go down there for one of our group leader luncheons or... Brunch. Yeah, like, we need to go down there Bro, and let's use go that. do brunch. I, I, brunch I keep forgetting they have that. I like brunch. So, yeah, I, I think that's what we're saying is, like, we, we, we have the Word of God on a pedestal. We do not invoke God's name to promote what we're saying. If we invoke... God's name, then what we do is we actually need to see something in Scripture, and we invoke God's name there, like, hey, according to God's Word, this is why we believe what we believe. Was, um, looking into Acts 2 during our small group last week, is really how the church functions, or how, the way the church should function, the way it initially functioned, you know, everybody's given to each other according to needs, their numbers are growing daily, devoting themselves to the apostles' teaching, breaking bread together, spending time in prayer together. Yeah. Awesome, Corporate awesome stuff. meeting, small group meeting. Do you know how many times I've heard folks say, look, this is scripture endorsing socialism. First off, socialism was not a thing back then. That was an ideology that came along in the 18th and 19th, well, 1800s. Yeah, way later. So I don't think Jesus was... A, I don't think scripture was addressing that per se. And then people will go from there and be like, and Jesus himself, like didn't the, the rich rulers, like give all your stuff away. Then you'll enter the kingdom. They're like, oh, that's it. Like to be a Christian, you got to give all your stuff away and denounce possessions. It's like maybe uh, don't use scripture and Jesus out of context. Do you know what I love about that passage? I've heard people use it to promote socialism. I have heard people use it to promote capitalism. capitalism. <laughs> because they go, no, no, no. It was by people's choice. 
And so they had the free choice to do those things. And so it was like, I've heard people use that for both. But that's why one time whenever God's word just stands There was a out big alone. political debate amongst the Jews. Uh, you had the, what are the Herodians and the, uh, other, other, the Pharisees. And they were like, hey, Jesus, do we pay taxes? And Jesus says, give me a buck. And they bring him over a couple bucks, and he's like, Who, "Whose picture is on this on Caesar. this bill?" And they're like, the, "The George Washington." And and Jesus says, "Given the George Washington, what is due to George Washington?" Remember, remember when he said that? I do. I might have been Abraham Lincoln. It might be the Street Bible. Render unto Biden. That's in the message. <sighs> That's in the message. Sorry, That's I don't. The interpretation that of the phrase. Message. Think about let this render unto Biden. Render unto Trump. What is I'm done. I'm out. But I will say, I mean, going back to that day, you can imagine when he says render unto Caesar, like that would that would put a knife in their heart. Yeah. To think They're like, that. hey, Jesus, you knew pay taxes. He's like, yeah, go dig up some coins and a fish. There you go. That's how much he cared about paying taxes. He's like, yeah, you'll pay him. Anyway. But that is the whole thing is like but we, I, yeah. Out of context scripture, I do think to some level is using the Lord's word with vanity. Yeah, it's terrible. It's terrible. And that's why we have to be so – that's why there's so much angst involved in getting up on a Sunday morning and preaching because you are taking the Word of God before His people and before the world, you know, due to social media and things like that. And and this is what God's Word proclaims. And, and there's a lot of angst there. And that's why – I was talking to somebody the other day. I will not preach something that – if somebody comes up after Sunday morning gathering and says, hey, why do you believe that? And I cannot take them to Scripture and show them why I believe that. Like, I might see something in a passage, listen to a sermon, and go, I love it. Like, yes, that's what it means, but I wouldn't be able to explain it myself. I can only go, well, I heard Matt Chandler preach it, or I heard John Piper say that. I I won't preach it until I'm able to explain it myself, and it's because the weight of standing before God's people with his word and proclaiming this is what God wants us to know from his word. It, it's, it's, there's a lot of And listener, there. let that be a good heads up to you. If you are listening to any sermon or listening to any speaker that claims to be a disciple of Christ and claims to be a biblical teacher, if what they're saying does not fall within the confines of Scripture, be careful. Hear it a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and so looking at this... So what do we have? The first one was... Irreverence. Irreverence. Okay, that is the idea of not taking who God is seriously. Okay. And so we take his name flippantly, and and it's not just the name. In God we trust. Gotcha. And the other one is in promise-keeping, where we we take God's name and use it to promote our agenda instead of reverencing and and honoring his name for who he is and everything. And then the last one does go to what I think everybody else does talk about is bad language, which, again, we've already covered enough. It's not just saying, oh, my God. It's not just that. If I text someone OMG, is that wrong? What are they going to read in their head? Omega. They're going omega. 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 No, they're going to say it. They're going to say it. What about the word gosh? Oh, my gosh. Is that bad? Here's where I think Jesus tried to pro, like put forth the mindset we should have in the Sermon on the Mount. He was preaching, and he said, hey, you've heard it said, um, don't commit adultery. 
And just so everybody knows, Adam, when you take a drink from bottled water, you have to take the lid off. Dude, I got rejected. You have to take that the bottle lid went to Kimbe Matumbo on my face. It did. It said no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, where Jesus said, "You've heard it said, don't commit adultery." And there's a lot of people that are like, "Hey, I have not had sex with anybody but my spouse, so I'm good." And Jesus goes, "But." If you have looked at a woman with lust, put it in our context, if you're, if you're looking at pornography, you have committed adultery. He puts forth this heart attitude emphasis. And what we want to do is we want to draw a line in the sand and we want to dance on one side of that sand line so much, but not cross it. Mm-hmm. And Jesus is like, find that line and run the opposite direction. And so if the reason you say, oh my gosh, is because it's like, I want to get as close to that line but not cross it, then no, don't say it. But if you're just like, oh, my gosh, and the word God is never entering your mind, or th- and you're just like, gosh. And, and it's like, I, I just say that it's, it's there's no. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, if I say, if I I say, say gosh, dang it. Gosh, darn it. Then I know I'm saying that in the moment to avoid saying something else God that I shouldn't say. God bless it. I actually have a problem with going, good Lord. Good Lord. Good grief. I say good grief. Anyway, Charlie Brown. I'm saying we're all bad. Yeah, I used to, I I had a fifth grade teacher that told me that Mr. Brown, it was his name too. No way. Mr. Carol Brown. Aw. Dude, he's a good guy. So, Mr. C. Brown. Did Carol start with C or K? C. Mr. C. Okay, so church growing up, we had a Carol Brown male and a Cheryl Brown male. So, you had a Mr. C. Brown telling you not to say the, Good grief. And he called me. Oh, I was like, good grief. He's like, okay, Charlie Brown. I was like, ah, uh, so much irony. Well, yeah, but I will say this real quick. He he says this. I, I absolutely love this. Um, he says, bad language, using God's holy name. This is J.I. Packer in his book um, on, on actually on the Ten Commandments, but using God's holy name as a swear word to voice men's unholy feelings. Everyday profanity, for example, oh God, oh Christ, and the rest – may not be the worst of sins, but it is a nasty breach of the third commandment since it expresses neither faith nor worship. So you in the moment are using God's name, but not to worship him or honor him. You're using it to express your own feelings. So, hey, listener, check yourself as you go throughout the week. Whenever you're listening to this, what is today? Today's Friday, Today's Friday 23rd of July. <laughs> 23rd, 22nd, 23rd? 23rd, I think. It doesn't matter. In the end, a date is matter. just a date. Who cares where the sun is in the sky? It does matter. Uh, but yeah, as, you're, as you're going throughout your week, going throughout your work day, engaging in worship with your local church community, keep that in mind. Be careful what you say, how you say it, and whenever you invoke the name of God, make sure you don't with reverence and within context. God bless America and God bless our troops. Now, I think that's okay. It that, is. I think that's okay. It is because we are in that moment. That is as good as a prayer. Like, unless, and let's say this, unless if if a political candidate is up front and all they're trying to do is elicit a certain response from the crowd, like to show, hey, I am pro whatever, God bless our troops. And yeah, once again, you're using his name to put forth your agenda. But in a moment, if you're like, man, God bless our country, God bless our troops, that's as good as a, a prayer that you're like, protect our troops, 
you know, as they're Is it exclusive protecting. to a particular politician or party? Because I feel like both sides get mad at the other. I feel like uh, liberal-leaning, politically liberal-leaning individuals will look at Reagan saying, God bless America, and like, look at that, trying to force theocracy down America. And then on the flip side, Biden says, God bless America and God bless our troops. People are like, you're not a true Christian. You get that get that name of God out of your mouth. You or know, you like, can, whoa, 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 can we whoa. just say one of the greatest... Which I've actually heard people say on Facebook, by the way. Well, one of the greatest sound bites that we'll ever have is President Biden like saying the Pledge of Allegiance and getting to the under, uh, 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 he didn't want to say under God. And he, I mean, you know the rest. Oh, and so it's a, and, and just because he, he knew the crowd that he was in front of at that time would not want that. So he didn't want to push that. And so one nation under insert deity with liberty and justice for all. He always says that. He also says, God bless the troops because of uh, his late son who was in the service. Mm. Bo. Interesting dynamics. Yeah. I, 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 I want to be consistent. You know, if I, if I scrutinize Reagan, which I really like Reagan, I'm sorry, he's one of my favorite presidents, um, you know, Biden. But it's like, you know, I think that both men mean well when they say, you know, God bless America. That's a weighty position. To be president is hard. I don't care who you are. That's a difficult position to be in. A lot of responsibility. I mean, you got, you're the most powerful you're in the most powerful position in the world. And it's like, I bet you'd be like, oh, my God, please help me. <laughs> it's like, yeah, go for it. Whoever, whatever party you want, it's like, yeah, you definitely need, you know, God's grace and blessings and how you govern. Good luck, Joe. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't want it. Did I say anything that was too edgy? I'm trying to walk a line here. <laughs> I just want consistency is all I'm saying. No, it, it's... Correct me, listener, grassrootswv.com, Twitter, no, Facebook, Instagram. I do think, I do think we've, we've, taken our topic today of cussing and shown people the the reverence we need to give God's name and we do not invoke it for our own good and and we we glorify him in the use of it but that it goes beyond cussing and I think I hope I hope we've encouraged everybody today and 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 um, in the end it's not what you put into your mouth that defiles you it's what comes out of your mouth that reflects your heart slander mm. defilement anger hate. Be careful what you say. It how you speak to people, how you speak to and invoke the name of God shows what you really believe and who you are. Heads up. Careful. Use them words wisely. Hey, listener, guess what? It's good to be back. It's so good to be back. They're awesome. We have the best listeners. Thank you for checking in on us. We're fine. It's a living life, getting right along. Going down that river in a canoe, you know, just around the river bend. River bend like Pocahontas, but yeah. Thank you all so much for giving us your time, for being patient with us. We're back. Feels good to be back. Have a good day. If you have any feedback, hit us up. Love to hear from you. Till next time.